Chapter 1 The New York Times, January 6th, a New York Times exclusive. The New York Times has learned that the fire on January 5th, which destroyed a research laboratory in Cambridge, Massachusetts, operated by Arca Pharmaceutical Laboratories, was not due to the explosion of a gas pipeline, as originally reported. The New York Times has received exclusive information from a senior government official that the laboratory came under attack from a group of elite commandos under separate leadership in the U.S. military, known as Ghost Ops. The U.S. military is forbidden to operate on United States soil under the Posse Comitatus Act. The alleged leader of the top-secret unit is the former commander of famed SEAL Team 6, the team that killed Osama bin Laden ten years ago, Captain Lucius Ward. Captain Ward's military records are sealed. The New York Times has been unable to access his records under the Freedom of Information Act. Forty-one people died in the conflagration at the laboratory, among them MacArthur Foundation Fellowship winner Dr. Roger Bryson, a longtime candidate for the Nobel Prize for his work on the biochemistry of vaccines. We have reason to believe that the destruction of our Cambridge laboratory, which was close to a cancer vaccine, was the work of competitors hoping to stop our progress, declared ARCA CEO Dr. William Storenson. All efforts must be made to bring these criminals to justice. This reporter has also learned that Captain Ward had several million dollars invested in a rival pharmaceutical company. Captain Ward's remains have not been identified. The three surviving members of the attack commando team, whose names were redacted from the documents obtained by the New York Times, disappeared en route to a court-martial in Washington, D.C. There is an outstanding warrant for their arrest. Byline Jeffrey Kellerman A year later, Mount Blue, Northern California. Her car died. One moment, her charming, lavender-colored little e-car, which infinitely preferred balmy climbs, was bravely climbing the frozen, rutted road, and the next, it just stopped dead. In the middle of a snowstorm, at night, on a deserted mountaintop. There was nothing Catherine Young could do. Oh, God, she thought. Not now. She pressed the ignition over and over again, but the car was utterly dead. It was the latest generation e-car, and the salesman had assured her that if something happened to the main engine, there was an ancillary one with separate power guaranteed to take her at least another ten miles. Every instrument was dark. Not even the inside lights turned on when she opened the driver's side door. She got a terrifying blast of snow and sleep like a fist to the face and shut the door immediately. Her cell phone was dead, too. Utterly dead. Screen blank. An iPhone 15, normally she could talk to the moon with it, but now it was an unresponsive, though still elegant, slice of metallic glass. Her tablet was dead, too, she found when she scrabbled in the back seat for her trusty iPad 8. For the first time in its life, it refused to switch on. It, too, was an inert piece of metallic glass. GPS, dead. MP3 player, wristwatch, dead. Everything, dead. It was impossible to see anything outside the car, to gauge how close she was to the edge of the road. The snow was too thick for that. 
She'd barely been able to see three yards ahead with the special halogen headlights on high. Now, with a dead car, no lights, no form of communication, she could have been on another planet, a cold and hostile one. She hadn't counted on being on the road after dark, and if she hadn't had a compulsion to find Tom Mac McEnroe so strong, it was like the compulsion to breathe, she would have turned around hours and hours ago. But there had been no giving up. Not even when she tried three dead ends and had had to painfully back out over frozen ruts and dead branches, trying to find a viable road, traveling all day too driven by her compulsion to stop. She didn't, couldn't stop, not even when light faded from the sky and the few flakes.